Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Two Bums and a Mike Sports podcast. I will be your host today, Christian Landreth, as both Kevin and Michael are not available this week. Um, Michael and Kevin have both been really busy this week, so I will be taking the reins for this episode. So sit back, relax, and strap it down as we got a good one today. First... In the sports world that I would like to talk about is the other night, Golden State won their fourth NBA title in eight years. And oh my gosh, was it crazy. I actually had them winning in seven, so I was wrong by a game. They won it in six. So I'd like to, you know, shout out to the Golden State Warriors. You know, I predicted it, so, you know, it came to fruition. Um, But obviously not... um, Congratulations to, you know, the Warriors and their fans. Uh, they have a great team um, coming from being the the worst team in the league two years ago to winning the championship two years later. Um, their organization is top tier. Um, they have a bunch of great players. Uh, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins. Uh, just, you know, an amazing team. Uh, that uh, played really well this year. So, you know, kudos to them. Uh, Steph Curry finally gets his finals MVP. Um, That was the only thing that he hadn't uh, achieved and checked off his resume. So, you know, I feel really good for him. I've always liked Steph Curry. um, So I'm very happy for him. Um, and, and the big conversation actually about this is now that he's got the finals MVP to his name, is he a top 10 player ever? And I would have to say yes. And some people out there, um, like Skip Bayless and all them, you know, saying, saying no is just complete blasphemy to quote the great Stephen A. Smith. Um, I mean, he he changed the game. Nobody was shooting threes the way he does and the way the league has changed, um, you know, since he's been playing before, you know, before he came around. Um, I mean, he just, he invented, he invented, <laughs> invented, invented the, you know, half court threes and just jacking it up from anywhere. Um, but he's, he's a special talent. Uh, he's been a special player for a long time. Two MVPs, one unanimously. Um, so, you know, and he, he holds the record for most threes ever made, the most threes in the playoffs ever made. Um, just uh, the 50-40-90 club. Just so everybody understands, that's 50 per- shooting 50% from the field, 40% from three, and 90% from the free throw line which is insane to do in a single year. Um, I mean, you cannot say that this that he isn't in the top 10 because it's just, you, you can't argue against it. Uh, you look, He's got four rings. He's got just as many as LeBron has in less tries. So that's a debate for another day. Um, I know where I stand on it. Um, you know, coming from Chicago and being a, you know, 
a Bulls fan, and I know I wasn't alive to watch Jordan, but, you know, my parents, mostly my dad, um, introduced me to Michael Jordan, and uh, just watching old tapes, watching the documentary, to me, he is the greatest player of all time. You will not change my mind. Never change my mind. That is, you know, it's undebatable. If you if you ever try to come at me and say that he's not the greatest ever player, uh, you will be dismissed. Flat out. Period. Nothing else to say. So, but um, just, you know, with exactly as he has, you know, four NBA rings, a finals MVP, two MVPs. Uh, you know, just it's it's impossible to leave him off any top ten list. Um, just you know, just because you can't anymore because he's he's done everything that people have told him his entire life he can't do, um, and he's excelled to it at the highest level for a very long time. And I don't see it ending anytime soon, which is why I actually ha- I actually think that they have a very good chance to repeat next year um but that can be a topic for another day and it's just it was he 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 played so well you know during the regular season and you know getting mvp votes making all-star games you know brought the celtics you know to the one seed in the east one seed in the east no i'm sorry the three seed in the east that's my fault uh the the heat were the one seed um and then they ended up beating the Heat, I believe. So, yes. Um, in the Eastern Conference Finals in Game 7. And it's just, it, it was so, it was it was hard to watch. Just, you know, the series started out, they went up 2-1, to one, and it's just like, you're thinking, okay, you know, they just gotta have solid play from everybody and, you know, they could you know, they could pull this out. And then just, Jason Tatum could not get it going at all. Um, he shot poorly um the whole series really um he never never found his rhythm never seemed like he was comfortable um so just there's a lot of things that went wrong for the celtics um other than just having turnovers and the the second uh highest turnovers on the team was jalen brown i believe with 174 176 so the top two players combined in the playoffs for 174 or 176 turnovers. And you, you, you won't win a championship doing that. It, it was just, it was it was tough to see. It was tough to watch. Um, although I'm not the biggest Boston fan in the world. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it was tough. They were looking really good throughout the season and through the playoffs. And then they just came up short. And uh, there's a lot of things that, you know, went into that, but, um, I, I mean, but just the Warriors played incredibly well, um, in game six, this last game, they, uh, the Celtics went, started the game out in, on a 14 to two run. And then immediately after they went on that 14 to two run, Golden State went on a 21 to nothing run and Golden State never looked back. They never relinquished a lead. It got close like once maybe in the third quarter, the fourth quarter when Boston got it to eight and then Golden State just, you know, put the, their foot on their necks and it was, it was just, you know, 
Golden State just played really well and they closed the game out. Steph Curry, I mean, he shot the, he shot the roof off the place. Had I believe thirty four points. Oh man, so just an incredible job by the Golden State Warriors. Um, you know, congratulations to them and their fans on winning the championship. Um, you know, I've you know I've been to San Francisco a couple times. I've always enjoyed my trips out there. So congratulations to you guys and um, Celtics fans. I, you know, I'm sorry that it had to go out that way, um, but you should be, you know, you should be happy. You know that, you know, you guys got to the finals. You were one of the last two teams still standing at the end of a grueling season. So you shouldn't hang your heads. Yes, it didn't have. You know, it didn't end up the way you wanted it to, but. You know, next year, you know, you you can only go up from here, which is the hope for all of you. Um, I will be hope. I, you know, personally not really rooting for the Celtics, but um, I think that they have a good team. They have a lot of young, young guys and uh, they make some moves. They can be back in that position again next year and the years to come. So, yeah, so that's really all I have on the NBA Finals. Um, So now, I want to transition into a segment that I am dubbing Christian's White Sox State of the Union Address. And it couldn't come at a better time coming off yesterday's brutal loss to the Astros, 13-3. Oh boy, do I have a lot of things to talk about. Um, Just yesterday... Uh, we went down three to nothing, and then AJ Pollock, who's been hitting very well as of late, hits a three-run home run to tie it. Things are looking good, and then the wheels just fall off the bus completely. I believe in the first inning, Lucas Giolito's ERA is above five, and in the second, it's four-ish. So, which is just not good. And then he, and then he's really good between innings like three, four, you know, five, and once. You know, when he's, you know, between probably that 20 to, you know, 30 to 65 pitch range, he's really good. And then he just falls off a cliff once he hits about 70, 75 pitches. So his spin rate is down. Um, just his, his pitches aren't working uh, as well as they used to. And it's really hard to say because I, I love Giolito and. You know, I just, I, I think he's a good pitcher, but I, I, I don't know. I, you know, when the MLB cracked down on, you know, the sticky stuff and all that, um, you really saw a decrease in his breaking stuff, you know, his movement, his spin rate. And I think, I think that hurt him a lot. So, you know, White Sox fans who give crap to, you know, Garrett Cole about using the sticky stuff might want to, you know, take a look inward and say, well, Giolito was probably using the sticky stuff too. So, and that hasn't helped him very much. So that is, it's very disappointing. Um, They gave up 10 runs, uh, 10 runs. And I believe it was the bottom of the sixth inning. Giolito was credited for eight of those runs. Matt Foster then came in, wasn't any better. His ERA in June and, in about three and two-thirds inning pitched is over 14. And it's just, it, I fear, it's just, we have all this money put into our bullpen. 
and it's just it's not good right now. I mean, blowing. I mean, this and not only right now. Um, in the beginning of the year, it wasn't good. Um, just blowing leads and blown saves, and just when you needed your bullpen to hold them to, you know, put up some zeros, it was twos and threes and fours, and it's just it's been frustrating. Um, so, and now that Liam Hendricks is hurt, it just makes it worse. Although, I mean, we really haven't had to utilize him because if you're down 13 to three, you don't need to put your closer in the game. So, and it's just, it, it's the same old stuff that's repeating from last year. And that game yesterday gave me huge flashbacks to game two last year in the ALDS. Um, and it's just, we can play, we can beat you know, we can beat the teams that, you know, we're supposed to beat and, you know, the teams that are below us and under 500, you know, struggling and rebuilding. We can beat those teams, but once we face a team that is, you know, really good and, you know, in a tough division like the Yankees or the Astros or or the Blue Jays, we we have we have a hard time and we get beat and we get beat and we get beat. It just, you know, I the division that we're in doesn't really help us because our division is really bad. Um, so it's it's really not our fault entirely. But I mean, come on, we cannot be for for a team that they say they they tell us, you know, the GM and the owner tell us that this is our championship window, and sixty some games into the season, we are not even. 500 it's 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 just it's ridiculous it's embarrassing it's 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 pathetic um and just to you know coming off of last year you know in the off season you know we knew we had spots to fill and get better at and we didn't we didn't get better i feel like we got worse you know you need to you need to improve you can't just throw us Josh Harrison and, and, you know, think that, you know, it's going to be all handy dandy, you know, hunky dory. It's not, I would rather have Cesar Hernandez than, uh, Josh Harrison. Like, I think that that was a, like, I mean, it's going to seem a little overboard, but a severe downgrade, you know, from Cesar Hernandez to, to Josh Harrison. And it's, it's just up and down. Injuries aren't helping, although Lance Lynn just came back, and Tim Anderson will be back on Monday, and, you know, I hope, you know, Liam can come back sooner rather than later, and and maybe we can, you know, get the show on the road here. (sighs) You know, Michael and Kevin can, would back me up on this. It's just, it's not fun right now to be a White Sox fan after the season we had last year. Um... And just, here's here's where I'm going to get kind of controversial, and this might shock people. But just listening to the radio and uh, just watching these games. I'm un- unfortunately, I didn't watch the game last night because I was at work. Um, but just, it just, it's not fun. Um, they're depressing. It's frustrating. It makes you want to punch and kick holes in the wall wants to make you throw stuff it's just 
I, I don't know what what we did to the baseball gods to deserve this, but it's I mean it's it's almost like a curse. And now Yoan Moncada's hurt again. Our guys can't run to first base anymore without, you know, breaking their freaking hip. Uh, so the training staff needs to be fired and sent to the moon. Um, and I know don't and nobody can give me the oh, you know, it was a short spring training. It's the same guys over and over again. Either it's a lack of art, it's a lack of uh, what I'm, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a lack of urgency from the players to be in shape and make sure they don't get hurt, or our training staff just is just dog water, you know, utter garbage. Um, so that has got to change because we can't have guys like Eloy, Lynn, Hendricks, Yoan, Tim hurt every single year. We won't go anywhere. We will be right back where we started this rebuild, uh, which is starting to not even seem like a rebuild anymore because I don't even think we're done with it, which is sad, a depressing state that, you know, I have to say that. Uh, it's just, I wish, <laughs> I wish we could have nice things, but, you know, we can't. Because um, there almost seems like there's a more positive feeling for, about the Cubs than there is about the White Sox. And that, I mean, that is the lowest of the low that I could go because I hate the Cubs with a burning passion. So that, it just, that hurts me to my core that I have to, that I have to say that. Because it just, it does. Because, I mean, there's just, there's nothing good about the socks right now it's just you know it's just you know <laughs> I can't even think of the words I'm so I just want to you know I just want to pick my lamp up and throw it across the room it just uh, it's just frustrating to you know sit here and have to you know I mean I'm gonna love the, love the socks no matter what but I just I want to finally be out of this dark black hole that it just seems like the White Sox are always in. And, you know, I don't know if this, this comes from a... And, well, obviously we need a managerial change. Tony La Russa needs to go. I mean, I mean, he shouldn't have even been in the, cons, you know, in the consider, you know... God bless America. English is hard, ladies and gentlemen. He shouldn't have even been considered. I mean, he should have been the last one that the White Sox had on their list for managers when they were looking for one last year. It's just, it's mind-boggling the decisions he makes. He leaves guys in too long. He, the bullpen management has been awful. His lineups have been awful. Um, I mean, he's just, he's so out of the loop that I just don't see where we get to where we want to be with him as our manager. So, uh, I don't know what they'll do. I Jerry, I'll get to Jerry in a second, but Jerry's not going to fire him because, you know, him hiring a LaRusso was, you know, the correction of the, a mistake he made back when he fired Tony the first time. And you just can't run a professional baseball team like that. You can't try to make amends with somebody 
that was your was your manager back in the eighties. It's just you're not going to win baseball games like that. You're you're not going to be successful. It's just it's not going to work. And, and he did the same thing with the Bulls uh, with uh, having uh, guard packs uh, run the, running the Bulls for as long as they did because they were so close and they were friends. And he, he, he couldn't bring himself to fire him, but the team was bad year after year after year after year because they were bad at their jobs. I will give Jerry this. He is very, very loyal to the people that he, you know, that he brings in and is in his inner circle. But he's loyal to a fault. He is so loyal that he will look over the state of the team that they are in charge of running he will completely overlook the fact that they aren't winning and they're bad just because they're his friends and he doesn't want to fire them which is just the it it is backwards it is not the way you run a professional franchise and I am shocked that he has he has ran these teams for as long as he has I mean granted he had the time with Jordan and you know, six championships there, and then an 05 with the White Sox. But, I mean, just his track record of, of late is just not good. Which brings me to my point, is I full-heartedly believe that he needs to sell the White Sox. He needs to sell the team. Because with him as their owner, they will go nowhere. It's just, it's, it's year after year of disappointment and letdowns and frustration and uncertainty and all this other bull jive and I it just I just feel like that the White Sox organization will be better off if he is not the owner of the team and it you know I know he loves the White Sox and he loves the Bulls and you know he cares but if he really loves them that much why are you so okay with them not being good. That's all I that's that's all I would ask if I were to ever meet Jerry, which is a very unlikely happenstance, especially after this. Um, you know, I'm probably not gonna be Jerry's best bud. Um, so ah, it's just it's tough to imagine the White Sox, you know, going anywhere with him as the owner. And um, I hate that I have to say that because I know he loves the team and, you know, you know, he's very passionate about it. But I just, I don't see, I don't see a, a vision. I don't see, I just don't see the, you know, the, we need to win at all costs from him that we need here on the South side, because we've been dying, dying for it for so long, ever since 05. And it's just, we need something. We need a glimmer of hope. We need something to, you know, pull us back and make us want to turn on the TV or buy tickets and go to the games. It's just right now. It's just, it's, it's tough to, it's tough to want to watch them on TV. It's, and you know, I'm, Michael and Kevin will tell you this. I am one of the biggest White Sox fans on this planet. 
So this 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 hurts me that much more, um, and I know they're frustrated about it too, uh, knowing them and how much they love baseball and how much they love the Sox. Um, so I will I will I'll be gladly awaiting their opinions on this uh, segment and to see what their thoughts are about it. Um, and if uh, if you guys have any thoughts about it, uh, please you can uh, DM me on Twitter um, at c underscore landy 88 um if you have you know an opinion please feel free to message me and i'll respond and i will listen you know listen to what you have to say um but uh yeah it's just it's not going the way that you know it should be and that we want it to be so it's just you know, it's very, very, very sad and disappointing that we are currently in this state of White Sox baseball. So, it, you know, and I mean, granted, there is still a, a lot of baseball left, so we could turn, we can turn, we could still turn it around, and you know, maybe this is just what we have to go through to. You know, give us a little kick in the butt, you know, before we finally realize, you know, what we can do and, you know, and really kick it into gear. But um, it's just, it's hard to see right now with with where we're at and with the way it looks. Because, I mean, they haven't really proven to me otherwise. So, we'll see. Um, I'll continue to support them, uh, you know be their biggest fan um have to get that i'll have to get to some games this year um just because it's it's you know kind of my my code as a white Sox fan that i need to go to a couple games so uh we can um if any of you uh see me at a game uh feels free to walk up and say hi i will i will love it i'd love to meet fans of the podcast um you know to whoever's listening and so yeah, so that's that is Christian's White Sox State of the Union address. Sixty some games into the season, so we'll see how many more of these segments we do. I don't know if it'll stick. Might be a one-time thing. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. So yeah, I will conclude on that note. Um, so just to recap of everything that's happened, uh, Golden State Warriors. Um, win their fourth title in eight years. Um, Steph Curry wins finals MVP. Congratulations to them again on a great season and a great playoff run. Uh, and uh, I hope the White Sox can uh, figure it out here because uh, it's looking really bleak. So um, I have been your host today, Christian Landreth. Um, I hope you enjoyed today's episode and uh, the two bums in a mic sports podcast will be back next week. Hopefully with all three of us together again. So again, I have been Christian Landreth. This has been the two bums in a mic sports podcast. Thank you so much. Have a good one.